Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Burke's Corona Cast. On this episode, I interview Sina Kalmani. Where on this episode, we also talk about um, her life in Italy and how she moved from France to Italy during this pandemic. Um, I'm your host, Burke Greenfield, and this is Burke's Corona Cast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Burke's CoronaCast. On this episode, I interview I interview Sina Kalamni. I hope I said that right. Um, but hey, Sina. Hello, Burke. I'm um, so excited to be here. Yes, thank you for investing your personal time to come. Um, sure. So I have um, a few questions and um, because of COVID and the format of them is um, I personalize the first few questions for you, but then the last three are questions that I ask everybody on my podcast. Okay. So if you're ready, I am. I am too. Um, so what has it been like to move to a different country during COVID since you moved from France to Italy? Um, you know, it, it wasn't too bad because I feel like we picked the right time if you want to call like that because uh so in france everything 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 was shut down between march and may we weren't allowed outside other than going to the grocery store so you would get fined if they were to find you on the street um if you didn't have a purpose of where you went you were going you needed a certificate that you need to show the police if they catch you not catch you but if they stop you um but then after um, things opened up again the covid cases kind of went down there weren't so many new cases so for us it kind of was very easy breezy because there wasn't a lot going on people were still in their houses and at home however like it was all open for business let's say so we were able to find a moving company and do everything we needed to do so it wasn't it wasn't so difficult had we planned on doing that in april it wouldn't have worked <laughs> but um we moved like a uh, mid to end of august and it wasn't a problem then okay wow. so yeah maybe if you were to move if you were to want it like wanting to move now it would be harder again because now the cases in france are completely out of control and I don't think you can travel anywhere without getting a um a test done so and I heard that you guys did get your COVID tests how did that turn out so that was quite interesting so look it wasn't uh it wasn't it wasn't bad we actually we had it sounds horrible but we had we made it kind of fun we, uh, the way uh, we got, I don't know how to do it in the US, but here they do three different types. So one, you get up your nose, <laughs> the other one you get almost down your throat and the other one you get like under your tongue. And the one that goes up your nose, it kind of really does go <laughs> all the way up in your brain. And uh, I felt like, oh God, my goodness, they're gonna steal my ideas up there because I felt like it took a long time. It stood up there, but it doesn't hurt. But yes, it's very uncomfortable because you feel like something is sticking up there. And 
for me at least, when uh, she took it out, I felt like I, I don't know, I wanted to cough and sneeze and cry at the same time because it, I, I think it hit some nerves up there or something, but it doesn't hurt. And uh, the other ones obviously don't, uh, don't hurt either. And uh, in our case, we only waited a couple of hours uh, for the results to come in. Um, the way we did it, we, uh, so here in Italy, they do, they offer free testing, uh, but the lines for the free tests are really long. Um, so we did not want to stand in line for hours because I've heard about people standing in line for like eight hours and then it gets to take turn and then they, um, they ran out of materials for that day. So um, we actually uh, made an appointment in a private clinic, but then you have to pay for it. Um, so, but for us, it was worth it to, to pay and get it all done quickly and get it over with. And uh, two hours later, we knew that we were negative. So, and we only did that. I don't know if I mentioned that. We only did that because in Luca's gymnastics class, one of her uh, friends tested positive. And um, therefore, they closed that class and the, the, uh, that place, like let everyone else who attended that class with that girl know about it. So everyone else has to get tested. And the moment uh, we heard that, uh, well, we stopped sending them to school, of course, until we were able to get tested. Just to make sure that in case we were, I mean, or Luca had been in contact with her, but most likely if Luca had it, I'm pretty sure we would all have had it. But uh, we didn't feel bad at all. I had like no symptoms, but you never know. So that's our story from, uh, for now, <laughs> the COVID story. Well, at least it tested negative. I mean, exactly. Yeah. For me, for me, um, I'd rather take uh, the down the throat if it, it's because I've just had strep so many times that I'm kind of like. Ah, uh, for you, it's nothing then. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing anymore. <laughs> Um, Look, I mean, yes, of course, that's one, but it's easier. But I believe uh, I, what I've what I've been told, the one up your brain uh, is a little bit more uh, accurate and reliant. The and, results. So. Yeah, and I heard they come out with like a rapid test, where it's just like quickly. Yeah, I mean, the, you which one? You mean up the one? The up, up the nose? Up the nose. It, it, they have like a rapid test for up the nose. Uh, mine wasn't so you mean it, that they have one that's very quick just yeah. up and out yeah one uh, of my mine, neighbors took it um it's really mine took a few seconds so i wouldn't call it super like in and out it was kind of okay in and then like okay out so it wasn't like don't don't <laughs> it was a few seconds at least it felt to me like that but look it's really not that bad i mean it's Yes, it's uncomfortable, but one will survive. Yeah, and some people have told me it's tickled. Yeah, it tickles, but it more than tickles. Maybe burns a little bit up here. I don't know. And, and just knowing that, I mean, you see that giant kind of Q-tip thing before she sticks it in your nose, and suddenly it's like you just see her fingertips in your nose, thinking, okay, my goodness, it's like... <laughs> long thing is of my brain right but I don't know it's look it's it's really not that bad and if that's what it takes to kind of get it under control you know it's a it's a very easy easy thing to do in my opinion okay that's a good thing to know because I am like even when I think about it I'm just like Ugh. 
Yeah, but don't worry too much about it, really. It's not it's not that bad. Tad and Luca did it better than we did, so, so it's really not that bad. Well, it's not bad. Um, <laughs> so this this question this um this next question how is Rome different from France is kind of like not a COVID question but you've only been in Rome for COVID mm-hmm. so be interesting so non COVID related um I don't know the whole like city wise at least like the the old part of town or the traditional part of town is a uh, quite a bit bigger in Paris than it is in Rome. Uh, meaning like the where like the, the the most beautiful areas, they're more extensive in Paris than they are in Rome, in my opinion. Um, what's what's in my opinion also is very, very different and makes the whole city such a different feel is the people. Uh, because any place, in my opinion, lives and dies with the people, because if, if, if you're not being treated very nicely in a place, you probably don't feel as welcomed or as happy as where, uh, as if you were to go somewhere where maybe it's not the most beautiful place, but people are treating you very nicely and you feel warm and welcome. Well, you probably cho- choose that place over the other one, right? So we personally have felt much more welcome here in Italy than we have in France. People are just uh, very um, talkative and always interested. People feel, it seems to me, they're very happy. Like, um, just to give you an idea, like the delivery guys, and there's like 10 of them that come to our house. They're always singing while they're working behind their masks, but they're happy, you know? And I didn't get that feeling in France. I felt like always that people were sad or, like a little upset and um, I'm sure there are reasons for that um, but here for example the economy is also not very very good and uh, people are still happy so I don't know one shouldn't generalize but that's our impression so for us that's kind of the main difference and food is also very different um, in our case we very much prefer Italian cuisine over French cuisine and uh, any pasta you can find on the street is just very, very yummy. Um, so the pounds keep on coming onto our bodies because we just keep eating pizzas and gelatos and all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. But um, it's also much cheaper here in Italy than it was in France. So that's another upside. Um, comparing, these are all personal preferences, right? It's really not something that, um, that it's, it's literally just our preference. Uh, the bread, for example, France is very well known uh, for having great baguettes and croissants, and you kind of can't beat that. Uh, here, the bread and the croissants are not as good, in my opinion, uh, as they are in France. Um, City-wise, in general, I don't know. Um, what can I say? For for us, again, it's it's easier here to get to get into the main center of town than it was where we used to live in Paris. Uh, because when you came to visit us, we lived in the city. But the last year, we didn't live in the city. We lived a little bit outside the city, 
And although it was quite close, it wasn't a matter of a few minutes to get into town. Meanwhile, here, even though we live uh, outside, no, it's not even outside, we kind of still live in Rome, but yet it's, it's, it's a house and uh, we can have like a little backyard and, and things, but we are very close to getting into the city. So again, for us, that's uh, a major uh, plus and what we like a lot. Um, I don't know. Did you did you want to know anything specific that you had in mind? Because school-wise, I can also tell you uh, for the girls, for example. Um, here we have decided that the girls will go to a, an Italian public school. So they compared to France, where they did a double program, uh, like an American uh, curriculum as well as the French curriculum, and. Um, it was a lot of work uh, because they had homework in both uh, for both uh, schools, basically, and they didn't come home from school till 430. Um, so they had to work a really quite a lot, I felt. Here, it seems like we only have been back in school. I think it's our third week now because um, we started here. People start late and it's um, it's much more relaxed although they also go to school till 4.30 in the afternoon. And um, it is not as demanding, but it's also the type of school we chose to go with this, this time around. Um, also, you might, you might be interested in hearing that, that in France, you don't go to school on Wednesdays. So you only go to school Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, which is unusual, but that was kind of a really cool thing because that gives you a whole day in the middle, like a midweek, where either if you didn't do your, your work, you have time to catch up, or you use it a lot for, I don't know, for extracurricular um, activities, right? Like we did gymnastics and tennis, that all happens um, on, on Wednesdays. So that is different now here again, because here, as most other parts in the world, they go to school from Monday to Friday. And uh, time is a bit limited because they come home at 4.30 and then every day but Friday we have an afternoon activity. So thank goodness that there's not so much schoolwork to do because we wouldn't have time to do it all. But um, we're still kind of learning to figure out what other things are new and like where, where to go for certain things here in Italy or how things are being done here compared to France. Uh, but so far so good. Okay. That's um, great because New York is uh, fully shut down and oh, lots really? of different places. Well, not fully shut down because people still go out. Um, it's just we have not been quarantined. We exactly. have been. Yeah. Really hard. So you, you don't go to school, do you? You go to, uh, do you homeschool? I online school. So there's yeah. a teacher that's um, always yeah. there giving us projects. Okay. Do you enjoy it? Um. Yeah, I do. It may be harder than regular school where the teachers uh -huh. can see what you're doing and like yeah. guide you along. But yeah. other than that, I think um, it's... And have you guys heard anything like for how long the plans are to continue in doing so or nothing really? It's kind of day by day. I think or it all depends what happens in November. Yeah, I think there's something going on in December where we might be able to decide what's happening. Um, but I'm not too sure. I'm probably gonna yeah. stay in um, until the vaccine or something. The vaccine comes out, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Here today, um, I've heard um, 
So the girls have been to back to school today because after you get the the um, uh, the test done, we also needed a certificate from a pediatrician. So to I don't know why it's a little silly to me, but to state that they are good to go back to school. So when I dropped them off, I heard that one of their parallel classes um, is uh, in quarantine because the teacher had uh, COVID. So they, they shut that school, that class down for two weeks, it seems. That's the first one uh, that we've learned uh, in our school. So I don't know, it's just a matter of, uh, because the cases here in Italy are going up too. So it's just a matter of time, I think, that we're gonna be homeschooling again. Wow. Yeah. Um, so were you quarantining with someone else in France or Italy? Um, per se, not. However, we were we uh, used to live in France. It was a cul-de-sac and um, the girl's uh, best friend uh, uh, was our neighbor. So we kind of always hung out because uh, the street, there was really there was no cars and we, it was right next to the woods. So uh, the girls were always uh, playing during the entire time. So it wasn't that we were quarantined together. However, they were always together. So kind of, yes. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, really, I, for us, it was really good because they got to play much more than they would have had a chance to had we not had uh, coronavirus, meaning coming up. So I don't know. Yeah, we've been quarantining with some people um, together, like our cousins. Um, uh-huh. uh, and uh, Charlie um, has some friends, has uh-huh. one friend, actually. And uh-huh. um, my youngest cousin has a friend. And that creates a pod. So it's four people oh, awesome. at one. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a pod. Um, so, like, a yeah. bunch of people go to school together. together but at one person's house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did that with my oldest cousin, but we don't, um, we, we do it with just each other. Um, okay, cool. So but uh, at least you get to see someone else, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I FaceTime and Zoom all the time. Anyway, um, so why did you originally move to France? Um, so the idea all started um, a couple of years ago. We spent the summer in Spain and we loved it very much. And uh, we had at that point, um, you remember we have all these pets, we have dogs and cats and uh, oh, yes. you could never just leave them alone. So over that summer, two years ago, we had found some people who lived in our house to take care of the pets. And uh, it turned out that this couple, um, they enjoyed Charlottesville so much that, that, that over the summer, they kind of, they fell in love with it and decided to move permanently to Charlottesville. So when we came back from Spain, uh, they told us that. And uh, in that moment, Ashwin and I immediately said like, oh my goodness. So why don't you, do you want to stay another year or so in our house? Uh, so we can, you take care of our pets and uh, you don't have to pay rent, but I know that you take well care of our animals and uh, we can go and live abroad for a year. And they said, yes. And uh, then we kind of, it was, almost always sure that it was going to be France because we wanted to um, uh, for the girls to learn French um, so in, in a matter of uh, a few weeks we kind of decided uh, to go to Paris and it was supposed to be for one school year 
Um, so we found a school, uh, then we found an apartment and uh, I don't know, two weeks later we were in Paris. And uh, during those, I think it ended up being like nine or 10 months, well, where, we came, where you came to visit us, right? In, in the apartment in Paris. We loved it so much that we decided, well, we really don't wanna go uh, back. Um, but we knew that we had to, because first of all, we needed to get our pets and uh, we needed to sell the house and kind of figure all kinds of things out. So um, when the school year ended, we traveled back to Charlottesville. Uh, we redid the house, so we were able to put it on the market for sale. We uh, arranged for our pets to get an, an airplane ride over to Europe. We had to have them all vaccined and uh, microchipped so they can travel internationally. And um, then on August 19th, if I remember correctly, we traveled from Charlottesville to Paris with, uh, well, basically it was just our children and the, the dogs and cats because everything else we sold. And um, by then we had found a house a little bit outside of Paris and we had found a school where the girls were gonna go to an American French school and um, yeah, so then kind of our second year uh, was like that in out a little bit outside of Paris. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but the girls used to always do Montessori schools and that was their first year not doing Montessori school. So it was quite a bit of a, um, an adjustment, but they did super well, like from day one, they enjoyed it. They were proud of having homework and had no problems to adjusting to such a different way of, um, learning and then look and then we were there and it was kind of all good I have to say and we never loved loved the house and we kind of never loved that little town we were ended up we had ended up in um and then coronavirus happened and we had definitely planned on staying there because um I do not know what's happening excuse me why is this happening? I don't know. Um, and um, but then during these three months in the house, we kind of said, well, we didn't really know what's going to happen if we, we end up staying here for another year. And what if coronavirus continues and we're going to be quarantined and we kind of don't like it here. So, you know what, why don't we move? Nothing is holding us here. Um, so why not moving? And to move within Europe is fairly easy. It's almost like moving from one state to another. Uh, so you kind of don't uh, don't need to do too many things. If well, we are very lucky. We have uh, European passports, so you kind of, with obviously some restrictions, but you kind of can move around freely. And um, I don't know. We we were deciding to between. Rome and Barcelona and uh, Munich and one little town in Austria even where we wanted to move to and we wrote to different schools to different American schools that at that time we thought we wanted and um, basically the first one that wrote back was the one in Rome um, so we had an interview and the girls uh, were accepted and that's kind of when we decided okay next move we're moving to Rome we found a house and we moved and like a few weeks before we moved we learned that we had made a mistake and the school that we had 
planned on going to was double the amount of money that we had initially thought it would cost. And then we said, we can really not afford that and we shouldn't do that. And anyways, with coronavirus, probably the school closes and then we pay all this money and then we're gonna homeschool. You know what? We're gonna send them to Italian public school and that's what happened. So now that's the story. Wow. So kind of tells you, you can't plan anything because things are just gonna, I don't know, find its course, I guess. Yeah, COVID is like, yeah like life is fun. road that's forward but then covid comes and you're just like swerving all over the place so now i don't know i don't know um i never i never thought that i would color coordinate my face mask with my outfits that's what i'm doing lately you know it's <laughs> very creative <laughs> so um your girls know so many languages i'm like i can't even believe it um <laughs> what do you think of that Oh, I love it. I love it. We're living our dream book, really. I always uh, was dreaming that, that we could do that for them, that we would be able to offer them um, the possibility to learn all these languages. And um, I don't know, right now we're kind of uh, living it, you know? Um, we Obviously, since they were born, they, they were exposed to three languages, I'd say. But uh, then uh, once we moved to France and uh, we realized, like, it was not a big deal at all. They picked it up so quickly. It wasn't, I mean, it was never a problem. Never once did I feel that they stayed behind in, in, in like, uh, in ac academically, like obviously they would stay behind in English reading. Yes, but not the, the, the actual subject that you're teaching. They still would get it, you know? Um, and now with uh, Italian, I mean, basically the second day they came home from school, she already spoke in Italian to me. And yesterday Luca was writing, a, uh, she had to present herself to class and write about her new school. And she wrote it in English because obviously just spelling and stuff um, comes with time that you learn how to, how to sound it out in a different language. So she writes it in English and then she translated it by saying the text and she could say the whole text. And I was like, who are you? You just started school and you're already speaking it. It's really crazy because, you know, I feel like the, tr the brain gets trained to, to know how a language works. It's like math at the end of the day. It's you, you have a certain, you have a certain set of rules and with those you play and any language, at least the languages that I know, they all work the same way. You need a noun, you need a verb, you need, you need a, a certain structure for sentence and uh, in most other languages not english but you have to uh, conjugate the verbs and play with uh, i and you and adjust the verb according to who you're talking about and i don't know they completely get it because first of all it's not rocket science but once you know a couple then it's just it's so obvious um so yeah, so they're doing really, really well on on the languages. So it's really kind of a, a dream come true. I hope obviously they're gonna be fluent in the five languages they speak and uh, fluent and proficient and uh, that they can read and write it hopefully perfectly. Oh yeah, you have giant goal. They they have giant yeah. goals. <laughs> we have a small goals. <laughs> um. So 
I know you guys have only lived in um, three countries, and well, I, I can't believe I'm saying that. Only lived. It's amazing that you lived in three countries. Um, but and and I know you've only lived in Italy for a bit. But which one do you think is your favorite country? Um, so I personally have lived in ten uh, countries, oh. and it's the second time around for me to live in Italy. Um, I've lived here once before, twelve years ago in Rome. And I've always said then that I loved, loved uh, the city of Rome. It's like, it was always by far my favorite city. Um, and I didn't remember, I think, how much I liked it. And now that we are here, and obviously it's also so different when you are single and young and you're by yourself and I didn't have to worry about getting to school on time or anything. Um, so I loved it then. I didn't know how was how it was going to be now, uh, being back and uh, having to deal with traffic or the day-to-day -day life that now I have to live. Uh, but so far, and I'm sure COVID has something to do with it, and also the fact that we don't live like in the center center of town. Um, so traffic is not so bad, um, at least. For me, where, where I drive, it's really not that bad. Um, I always say, look, my passport is Austrian, my heart is Mexican. And to this point, I feel I still think that. So if I had to pick the favorite place where, I don't know, where I feel the most at home is probably Mexico. Um, but city-wise, Although I feel Paris is a prettier town or city than Rome, we feel happier here, like much happier here than in Rome. But that has a lot to do just with the people who surround you. Because I like to be with people who are happy and uh, I don't know, and yeah, just happy. And I didn't feel that in France, I was able to find that. And here, definitely people are super, super nice. And they always, I feel like they look at the bright side and again, everyone sings and it's <laughs> just really happy. So it's kind of a tricky question. Probably right now we're so happy here and uh, it's probably the best place for all of us to be right now. Country-wise, I'd still say it's Mexico. Yeah, I went to Mexico. I went to Mexico you once. Have, right? Where did you go? Uh, Cabo, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. So beautiful. There were so many things to do there. And I just, that, that might have been one of my favorite places I've gone. Yeah, out of the, what did you do there? Did you, uh, did you zip line? I did that once there. What? Did you do the ATVs uh, during the dunes or something? Well, I actually did most of my activities um, in the ocean. Ah, good. And like I went snorkeling and saw a stingray. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And there's, there are these things that I wish I loved. It's like these paddle boards that are like, uh -huh. it's like a scooter on water and um, it's kind of like a motorcycle throttle. So you just pull it and it like zoom, like it, it's like an electrical. Um, oh, wow. That, that was crazy. Like you were just zipping across the water. I have no idea. I, huh. call it, I call it a water scooter, but I don't know. That sounds awesome. And then one time I was kayaking with my mom. Um, uh -huh. And we saw a whale in the distance. Yep. Yep. That's right. If you go there, I think it's between what? Between January and March, I think. 
the, hump, the humpback whales uh, go to uh, Cabo, they migrate there. There's yeah, a whole area that you can uh, go and see them. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. So since you're a stay-at-home mom, what do you do during the time your girls go to school till the time they come back? Hi, Burke. Not enough. I wish that I wish they were gone for longer, but don't tell them. <laughs> no. Um, what do I do? Well, for now, believe it or not, I'm still kind of in the process of decorating and doing things in the house. Um, kind of still getting settled in because I don't feel I'm 100% done yet, although we've made good progress. Um, today, for example, I got my nails done. I went to Ikea again. Um, what else do I do? I walk the dogs. Um, I do not exercise, even though I should. Um, I don't do much now that you kind of like they put me on the spot here. I don't know. It sounds like I'm quite lazy, but for some reason, I'm always so busy being lazy. I don't know. I do don't know, Burke. What do I do? I wish I had more time. The time always flies. And now when you ask me straight up, like, see, I can't even tell you. Um, so far, I also have been looking for activities for the girls to do, getting their books, checking where to get coronavirus done. I don't know. There's one thing goes after another. Things broke in the house and I have to call for that person. I don't know. Always something. And I saw I what they were I saw what the house originally looked like, and I'm not surprised that you're still settling in. Um, I saw yeah, it, it was like very, very, very empty, and it was very dirty. <laughs> but that's done now, so at least it's no longer dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's getting there. But uh, I always say, like, I don't know how your mom does it or how the the, the moms at the school when they pick up their kids and like, oh, and they come from work and then they go home and do it with the kids difficult because I don't even work and it's difficult to me so I can't remember when I was working I was very stressed I'm sure yeah I um, that from my memory it's uh, I have no idea because I'm a kid but it's probably hard to be a working uh mom that like has to get things and work and uh supervise for school and ever yes Yes, and still, and then you know what you guys you guys want all the time food. Yes, I've been on one of my. Like, have to prepare food all the time. Yeah, I've been on one <laughs> of my like food, 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 food like things. My goodness, you know, like I don't know how your mom feels about that, but when uh when we were homeschooling in France, <gasps> I think what bothered me the most is the fact that they always wanted to eat three times yeah. a day, mostly five, and I I do not like to cook or prepare food for that matter. So I felt like all we did was preparing food. I... Because when they're in school, at least once a day they eat in school, but no. So yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, I, um, my cousin and I, for some reason we eat breakfast early and sometimes we don't even eat breakfast because we're not hungry at that time. And then uh -huh. we look up hungry and it's like 9.30. 9.30 and now you wanna eat? <laughs> no, I don't eat. I would because... totally make you wait. I would be the meanest mom. Have you ever seen Matilda? Yeah. The movie Matilda? Well, I miss Trunchball. Mm. That one. I will not give you food. Ask the girl. <laughs> well, actually, we pack our lunches, so we're just like, I'm hungry. I'm going to open my lunchbox and get a snack. 
Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> do, you make your, do you make your own lunchbox? Um, I did it, do, but then I, I, I do it. I, 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 I used to, but then I, now every once in a while I do it because, um, getting ready for fifth grade can get harder every day. Yeah, I figure. Is it difficult? Fifth grade, do you feel is a big difference from four to five? They definitely put a lot on you. And like, oh, really? But my teacher is really nice. Okay, that's so, good. Yeah. I, so how do you do these classes? Do, does she do or he class with all the students at once? Or do you do two hours with five students and then two hours, does she do it with other students? Or how does that work? I can't believe how she does it, but she does it with every single student. And it's well, what do you mean individually or all in one class? All in one class. class. It's, it's basically like rug time or whatever you guys call it when you're sitting oh. on a rug and she's um, like showing you the blackboard and what to do. Wow. And how, for how many hours a day does she do that? Uh, um, so school for me is uh, like 830 to three. So she's there all the time. Just she's there literally all day. Oh my God. Is she still sane? Yeah, surprisingly. We have we have um something called class chatters. Uh-huh. And they're they're the people that just chat every single time they have the chance. But she she shut them down. She's like, well, you're she gonna get them. That's kind of the good thing. Well, you oops, you're annoying, I mute you. Right? Yeah, could... but chatting doesn't work like that on the think on Zoom. Oh, oh, you mean chatting, like writing chatting or writing chat? Like, Hi, what's up, guys? Oh, Emojicon, Emojicon, I enter. You, I thought you meant chatting this way. Oh, I see, I see. Like, like, like this. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, though. Um, so now on to the three uh, real questions, like the okay. ones that I give everybody. Not real. Yeah. But they are real. <laughs> um, okay. So... If you knew COVID was coming, what would you have done? We wouldn't have done anything differently. Nothing, nothing. For us, I, yeah, no. For us, it was, I mean, it's very easy for one to say if you're healthy and uh, we had a house and we had the space and we lived by the woods. So we didn't bother anyone uh, when screaming or running around. We could still be outside. Um, we wouldn't have done anything differently, to be honest with you, nothing. Yeah, a lot of people said they would have done a lot different. So that's the first um, wouldn't have done anything differently. No, nothing. nothing. Wow. But again, it hasn't affected us negatively selfishly speaking right usually ashrin um travels a lot he hasn't traveled since january he has gone one day to switzerland three weeks ago that's it so from my point of view selfishly speaking my life and our family life has been so much better than ever before because we have all this time together we have fun, we can, I don't know, we had, we had the space. I had friends in, 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 in France where, I don't know, they have three kids and live in a small apartment. Well, the third day you wanna kill each other. You know, if you don't have the space to go anywhere, you cannot make noise because the neighbors complain. You can't get, get outside and then it gets very complicated, right? 
uh, for us, we didn't have those struggles. So it's very easy for me to say that for us, it was very enjoyable for us that whole the, the quarantine was amazing. The, in the beginning, it was hard to homeschool, definitely, because we all kind of had to get used to it. I am not a patient person. The girls are not easy people. Um, but I feel for us, it was such a positive um, experience because had we not gone through that, they would not be as self-sufficient and uh, independent now um, as they are because they learned like, okay, well, I'm gonna either have to do it or I don't, but I'm gonna stay behind. And then basically we said like, honestly, if you don't study, we cannot continue traveling the world because I need you to do well so we can continue doing that. And I tell you, Burke, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't have done anything differently, anything. Wow. So. Okay, so this next question is the complete opposite, but it probably has the same exact answer. Um, what would you have done if you, what if, what would you have done if someone came up to you and just like COVID is coming and then just walked off? Would you have believed him? Would you have been, or no, uh, no, I wouldn't have believed him. No, no, no. I'm a person who like uh, needs to see to believe, <laughs> uh, um, I think. No, I would have not taken it seriously. And I didn't even take it seriously until they actually shut it down, to be honest with you. It, um, again, it's so easy to say so to say that if you have the luxury of um, health, right? I was very confident that uh, e even if we were to get it, we would be fine. And, and it's also very arrogant and uh, or lucky to be able to say, well, I we would be fine because we're not gonna go bankrupt because we have a health problem, you know? More so that we are in Europe, you will be taken care of. You don't have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars when you're sick. So all these things, knowing these things can make you very uh, maybe arrogant to some or careless to others, I don't know, but I was not worried that uh, we would get it. I was more worried that um, that I would give it to someone else, to be honest with you. And I don't know if you know, if your mom ever told you, I was supposed to go to Africa for a few months, um, right about when coronavirus started. And, and uh, my friend uh, from Mexico had already arrived in Paris to help me while I was gone with the girls and uh, with the pets when Ashwin was traveling and so on and so forth. And um, I was telling my friends about it and telling them, well, I'm not gonna be here for a few months. Uh, and they, a lot of them were saying, oh, you're not worried about coronavirus. Like, no. I mean, I don't think uh, in the Serengeti in Tanzania, someone, I don't know. I don't, I just don't think that I will, I, I think I will be uh, safer there than, uh, than here. Um, well, Two days before I was about to travel, I was going to travel on May 15th and sorry, excuse me, March 15th and March 13th, um, we decided that I'm not going to go because they shut France, basically they shut everything down. And that I'm glad that I didn't go, not because I was worried that I was going to get it in Tanzania. Again, I no way because they even shut down the hotel that I was going to work at. Uh, but it wouldn't probably have been as easy to come back 
and I would have not want to miss the time with uh, with uh, the girls and Ashwin being at home. So yeah, no, I would have not believed it. I mean, I didn't believe it until they say, okay, we're shutting everything down. Okay, well, now we shut it down. Now I believe it, I guess, <laughs> we stay home. So, yeah. Okay, Um. so this is my last question. Um, okay. This one's a bit of a whopper. Um, what would you have done? It, what are you looking forward to doing after the pandemic? Going out with no mask, I think. That's my thing. Because you have to realize, I mean, obviously I don't know exactly what you guys are going through, but here after for us since May, I don't want to say it's been back to normal. No, because back to normal would mean like you, you don't carry your face mask and you don't wash your hands all the time and you go into a store without worrying or standing too close to people and you would definitely hug people all the time. So it's not back to normal. However, we, our family, we have lived our lives within the parameters of the virus to its fullest. Therefore, we have traveled where we were allowed to, we wear our masks, we stay away from people, we stay amongst us, ourselves. So I cannot tell you that, oh, I'm so looking forward to going out. No, because we're living our lives just the way we usually do in the sense, we're not people who are going out every day and going to parties and uh, being amongst the 15 other people all the time. So our life hasn't really changed. It just has, has given us a lot of more quality time. Uh, so when I say that, that I, don't, I don't want to make this sound like, oh, we're living our best lives and everyone else is kind of screwed. I'm obviously very sorry that that is happening, but I also think that one, whatever you can do to make your situation more enjoyable and better for what you can do, I guess you should go for that, right? So there's really nothing that I look forward to doing other than taking off, like not having to wear the face mask. And that is just for beauty reasons, not for anything else. It doesn't bother me per se. I just like to look uh, pretty and uh, with the face mask, I don't. So that's, uh, that's I'm looking forward to, <laughs> not, not wearing the face mask. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of invisible face masks. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of those. <laughs> but by people that you're just not wearing them, you mean, right? No, no, no. I mean, like invisible oh. masks that are like clear plastic. Oh, those. Okay. Yeah, no, still not the same. Okay. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you for answering all of these questions. Um, You're welcome. It was so nice chatting with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, it seems like a, I asked a lot of questions. Um, and it seems like I talk a lot. But you're so kind for not interrupting. You should have cut me off. Because if you let me, I'll be here till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks again for coming. Um, have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.
And there you have it, everybody. That was me interviewing Sina Kalmani. A reminder, Sina lives in Rome, Italy after just leaving France. So she's really interesting. I'm your host, Burke Greenfield, and this is Burke's Corona Cast.